Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome to the show. It is Friday. Hey, hey. yeah, Friday's here. Feeling stronger every day, coming back from some time in the hospital, so uh, I'm feeling good. Feel like maybe uh, I could run a lap. Just just the one. Not run laps. I didn't. I, there was no S there. I could run a lap, but uh, you know what? Every little bit helps. So thanks for tuning in today, 9.09 on KDXU. I am Andy Griffin, and I'm... Uh, until I got sick, I'm pretty much here every day, uh, every weekday at 9 o'clock. Actually, starting at 6 o'clock, but uh, then the Collins Show here at 9 o'clock. And I'm so glad that you listened to the program. I really appreciate all the people that uh, offered prayers and well wishes on, on my behalf as I was going through some struggles. Uh, uh, I appreciate it more than I can express. And, and I'm in the job. My job is expressing myself. But uh, the, it was uh, truly touching and amazing, all the people that reached out and uh, cared for me. Uh, it is Open Line Friday. That means that you can call and be a part of the show, 435-673-5890. That's uh, our computer line that hooks right into the studio here, 673-5890. Uh, my personal uh, text line is 435-467-5842. So you can text me if you have a question or you want to be a part of the show. Uh, I feel like we had a pretty good week on this show. Cameron Cutler and Michelle Randall uh, were on yesterday. Uh, Dr. Blodgett on Wednesday. Monday was Jimmy Keston. And then Tuesday we had St. George Police Department on. So full slate of guests. I was just writing down, see if I, well, I don't know where I put it. Somewhere I wrote down uh, next week's guests. Let's see if I can uh, give you their names by memory. Uh, Monday, Jay Payleitner is on the program. Jay is an author uh, and a religious guy. Uh, his books are, well, my wife discovered him. She she has a, a, a half a dozen of his books. Uh, they are, how do you describe them? Kind of uh, Christian motivational books. Uh, his latest one is called, What If God Wrote Your Bucket List For You? Things that you, you know, you know the bucket list, things you want to do before you die. Uh, and, uh, we all write down, you know, things that we want to do, you know, sometimes some people go to Hawaii, some people see the Grand Canyon, some people go to New York city, whatever is on your bucket list. And he takes an, an interesting and original take to it. He said, what if God wrote your bucket list for you? That'll be interesting. He, he has, uh, like I said, so many different, uh, 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 religious, but motivational books. One of them that my, that my wife quite enjoyed is called, uh, uh, what if God were your life coach? Kind of along the same line there. Uh, anyway, Jay is on on Monday, coming up this next week. Tuesday, McCray Hepler will be on the program. McCray is a local uh, uh, commercial realtor and uh, kind of developer, not developer, that's not the right word, kind of a guy that keeps an eye on what's developing here in southern Utah. And uh, McCray is a sharp, sharp cat. He's been a part of several different things, uh, panels and things like that. And I look forward to, to having him come on, talk about the future of St. George uh, commercially, talk, maybe take some questions and get, get an idea of where we're headed. I can tell you this, uh, fascinating to me, uh, is that St. George had 
less than, I think it was less than 3% rental, commercial rental properties available. And uh, the word was, uh, at the time, uh, they consider full occupancy at about 3 or 4%. So it's actually full. The, the 3% comes because someone will move out, and then a couple of days later, someone else will move into the same building. And so you have a, a, a low percent there of, uh, of, you know, vacancies, I guess, technically. But those are, those are negligible, and, and somebody's already spoken for it anyway. You know, it might be a couple of weeks before someone moves in, but they're already paying rent. They've already reserved it. And, and so uh, there's not a whole lot of, uh, of room here in Utah's Dixie to have a commercial property. You pretty much have to buy property and build if you want to open a business. We'll get McCray's take on that. Uh, I had, I know I have a friend who uh, has a, he started a new business manufacturing things. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, and I don't think that he wants a word out yet because they're not quite ready for prime time, but uh, he could not, he rented a portion of someone's warehouse that was already here in St. George, just a, a little portion of their warehouse. It wasn't big enough. Uh, so he ended up having to rent a, a place up in Cedar City. And now he commutes every day to Cedar City so that he can run his company. And, you know, that's, it's sad, but it's kind of the reality right now. We are, uh, well, not, not a whole lot of vacancies right now in the STG here in, here in Washington County. Uh, so McCray will be on on Tuesday next week. On Wednesday, we will have the Washington County School Board on, uh, along with Communications Director Steve Dunham. Steve's always a great guest. He's actually guest hosted this show before and did a really, really nice job with that. Uh, so that'll be Wednesday. Thursday, Mayor Cress Staley from Washington City will make his first appearance on the program as official mayor of Washington City. Cress is uh, shaking things up a bit over there at Washington. We'll get his take on what's happening. Uh, in Washington City, uh, what his goals are, what he's looking forward to and, and headed toward as he uh, takes over as mayor. Well, he took over as mayor uh, on Monday this week of uh, Washington City. Uh, it's worth mentioning, uh, Cress is going to be on the show, uh, and he'll probably mention this. They have a city council vacancy right now because Cress was on the city council, and, uh, and so they will have... Uh, It'll be that process where they have anybody that wants to do it can submit their name along with a, a, a sort of a resume to the city council. You have to be a Washington City resident, by the way. Uh, and, and uh, when you, and then they'll take the final, they'll take all of them and they'll review them all in public as a city council. You'll have, I think it's two minutes or three minutes or something to make your case as to why you should be on the city council. And then they make the decision right there in front of everybody. It's a very open process. It's one they had in St. George last year when Michelle Randall was appointed mayor. Uh, and then, uh, the, so that was open and a point, you know, with, with John Pike leaving. And then, uh, and then you had, of course, you had to fill Michelle Randall's spot. And, and it was a fascinating process. I didn't realize until it happened how open it was. I mean, everything they do, the decisions they make, everything they talk about is right there out in the open. It was fascinating. So uh, that'll be happen- happening over in, uh, in Washington City with Crest Daly going from the city council to 
the uh, Washington City Mayor. So a lot of fun stuff next week. Of course, we'll have open line uh, next Friday. Open line Friday today. Let's uh, let's start off. By the way, again, if you want to call six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number. That's the four three five area code six seven three five eight nine zero. And if you want to text, I will do a lot better today at keeping an eye on my text. Uh, somebody said uh, actually already said, uh, "Hey, so glad the mayor brought Cameron Cutler, the public works director, yesterday. He was very informative. Thank you." Uh, thank you for listening, and, and thanks for the great comments. Let's go to Seth now. Seth is on line one, and let's get those phone lines going. Seth, what's going on? Well, um, we haven't had a forecast for uh, this coming year, or 22, and so I, I thought I'd just heap a bunch of conspiracies and Uh-oh. and really stupid ideas <laughs> that... So, so that we we don't have false advertising about your favorite conspiracy theories. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with gasoline, and I'm going to say that between six and eight dollars a gallon. Oh I've, no, Seth! No, don't do that to us. Yes, sir. Well, I, I'm going to just quote President Trump. He was on Glenn Beck. I had a subscription to the Blaze, and I watched him for an hour. And he said that gasoline is now currently selling in in California for $7.77. Ooh, wow, maybe up in San Francisco. I know, I was in San Diego. It was about 5 bucks a gallon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that he wants to treat us like Sweden. And Sweden is paying $12.50 a gallon because that's the objective. Your Mustang is a big polluter and gas guzzler. Yeah, it sure is. Way worse than those electric cars, right? Right. And then, of course, those electric cars get stalled in a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you've got to run an extension cord to the entire freeway <laughs> for 10,000 co- uh, uh, cars that are jammed up, right? Well, maybe they can put some kind of electric. You know how you can charge your phone by just setting it on a mat? Maybe you. Maybe they can put a mat under the freeway and those cars can charge while they're driving. What a what a concept. <laughs> um, the second thing, 50% increase in food. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So a gallon, a gallon of milk right now is about 250 so uh, milk will be 375 perhaps? Uh, let's take rotisserie chicken. Apparently it's gone up two bucks. Uh, uh, chicken now, and this is just the forecast at 40%, and... Uh, um, everything you look at costs more for less. Yeah, you're if right. If you can get it because of of the uh, supply chain. Now, here's one that's going to upset you, I'm sure, uh-huh. is that uh, in 2022, people are going to realize that we've been attacked uh, dramatically by China and that we're at war with China and could be with Russia if they decide to take the Ukraine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like war, war, like tanks and, and missiles and st- real war. Well, uh, the most violent and most destructive and the easiest way to get rid of the population from the beginning of time has always been bio-warfare. Yeah, you're right. And there's just one after another of COVID they can pull out, and uh, in in my studies in the military, probably the the next thing that might happen is going to be smallpox. Uh oh. And they've been messing with smallpox, and they've come up with something called 
mousepox, which is even more deadly and transmissible. So this thing with the vaccines and with uh, but but Dr. Blodgett in his book that he just put out, he never mentioned vitamin D and um, hydroxychloroquine and a thousand other new COVID pill. Never a mention. Just line up and get some more vaccines. I noticed too. Uh, uh, I forget who was telling me this, but if you ask for ivermectin in the hospital. They, they do not stock it. They do not have it. They said, if you want ivermectin, you're going to have to go get it yourself somewhere else. Exactly. And if, if you refuse the one they're, they're using, they have to administer it in the hospital. They're really excited if you've got COVID to get you out of the hospital, yeah. send you home to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so this is the future of... and. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking, here's a broad term, it's going to be called Secrets Revealed. So we're going to learn about Giz Lane, and I call it, I, I mispronounce her name on purpose, yeah. pedophilia, Hunter Biden's involvement as well as maybe his daddy. I, yeah, I'd like to read, I, I, I'd just like to have his, his laptop for an hour to see what, what's really on there. Well, you might not be able to play it because it's so vile, maybe, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to play it on the radio. You're right. New electronics is another new electrics, new ways of getting power, which are actually the old ways, because in the past there were buildings created like the pyramids and like other ones that could draw energy from the air and connect it to water, like the St. George Temple, uh, has huge deposits. There's an underground river running through the temple site. Really? Now, you connect that with the spire. You connect that with 100 feet or three or 400 feet up in the air, and you have a, an amazing kind of uh, electrical system where you don't have to pay a couple of hundred or whatever it is in electric bills for a wire that comes into your house because you can make your own power unlimited by using what God has provided. You don't burn any fuel. You don't have solar panels. You use the ambient, and that's what uh, Tesla was doing yeah. 120 years ago. And we're, Yeah, we're not talking about Elon Musk and Tesla cars. We're talking about Nikola Tesla. That's the one, the inventor of radio. And the inventor, mm. he, didn't he invent almost everything that, that, that Edison got credit for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, and then we have something else that's going to happen is the collapse of the fern. What is the fern? Fern. F-E-R-N? F-R-N. F-R-N. I don't know what F-R-N is. Federal Reserve Notes. That's what they oh. pay you in. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to collapse, yeah. and they're yeah. going to take down most of what's going on around the uh, world, because they're based on the fern, but there's going to be a new market basket of currencies containing gold, silver, and cryptos. Okay, you're making some pretty pretty scary pre- uh, projections, conspiracy theories, Seth. Is there anything, I mean, some of them I think are, are actually pretty spot on, like the gas prices and the, and the groceries, but is there anything we can do about it, Seth? Um, 
we're going look, the secrets revealed are we're going to find out that we've been enslaved. Um, if you read the story of Tes- Nikola Tesla, uh, J.P. Morgan and uh, Westinghouse and, and all, uh, uh, we're doing everything. Westinghouse produced um, the uh, AC uh, system and, and the transformers and the generators and all. Uh, but J.P. Morgan was interested in getting rid of t- Tesla because he was going to supply free energy yeah. to mankind. Yeah, I heard that. I heard Nikola wasn't interested in getting rich. He wanted to help humanity. He did, and so at some point in time, the secrets are going to be revealed, and they're going to be revealed, and this is a good thing, they're going to be revealed and we're no longer going to be enslaved by gasoline and by the distribution systems and all of those things that are plaguing us now. So the future is bright, but it's not going to be the same future that we're in. It's it's bumpy first, right, and then bright. Yeah, well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So what do we do? We support, we uh, find different ways. We uh, uh, they're wanting all of us to move into New York City or St. George and ride the subway yeah. and ride a bicycle to work. Yeah, or a scooter. Yeah, because you you can't afford to buy gasoline. And I like I've, I've told you before, it costs me with a very economical vehicle, including the insurance, which keeps going up and up and up. A uh, dollar a mile. Wow! So to come into town and 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 go back home and do some shopping, I try to condense it all into one trip. Seventy bucks. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the price. Of, you know, your groceries just got really expensive if you're throwing seventy bucks at it. Yeah, up front. That's before you buy anything. Yeah. Okay. And so there's there's I've put things on the car. I've taken classes on drivers and stuff to reduce these costs, but they keep climbing. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking everything, the license, the tires, the batteries, the, the oil changes, the wash jobs, on and on and on. You put everything in the bucket, it, it's not appropriate to uh, live anywhere but in St. George with public transportation and walk to work. Yeah, although, you know, it's mostly downhill from there. If you could just get a ride back... <laughs> you, you could ride a bike or, or coast your car here and then get a ride back. Did you know I ran the St. George Marathon, and re- there's a lot of uphill between here and That's there. That's true. And what, must, what goes up must come down, right, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, but I'm even going down. There's a stretch from the volcano um, in, in Veo that goes all the way to uh, past the, the ledges there that uh, is uphill. Yeah. Yeah. You don't notice it at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> but but you notice it if you're walking or, or running or, or riding a bike, I suppose. <laughs> yes, and if you take the bike trail, it's up and down like Mount Everest. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's why they're running the marathon on the street. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. Well, I have these written down, and I will be calling you when each one of them happens. Okay. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Seth, for the call today. You bet. See you later. It's 928 on KDXU. Uh, man, this happened today, and it was last night, I guess, technically. And I am a little bit, uh, a little bit concerned. Uh, 
as you know, and some of you are sports fans, some of you are not, uh, but we've had college sports has been this, uh, in my opinion, has been this cool, delicate balance of amateurism. Uh, yeah, kids get a lot of money in scholarships and they get to live for free. They get free meals. Some of the big schools give them like really nice gourmet free meals all the time. Uh, but generally speaking, even then, they're still amateurs. They're playing for their school. They're playing, you know, they, they have to go to class. They still have to do homework, uh, you know, and, and then on, on Saturdays or Thursdays or whenever they play, then they're out there playing, and they're pretty much playing for, you know, for free or for tuition. Uh, I love college sports. Uh, I love high school sports. I love the amateurism. I love, I love pro sports too, but it's different. You know, you know that, uh, you know, when Peyton Manning threw a pass, he was getting certain number of dollars per pass attempt and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't broken down that way, but it, it, that's the reality of it. But I loved college sports, but I knew, oh man, for, for since, since I was really old enough to understand, uh, that it was a delicate balance and that if there was, you know, a couple of moving parts, kind of like if you've got, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, metal on each side of a scale and if you take one bar of metal out of one side, then the scale starts to tip. And so you grab another a piece of metal from the other side to try to even it out, but that was too big. And so the scale goes too far the other way. So you grab some more out of the one side, and it's this back-and-forth thing, and eventually you don't have anything on the scale anymore. And, and that's kind of where I think we're going with college sports. Uh, about uh, eight years ago, set maybe nine, uh, some of the athletes in college sports got together, and they said, look, uh, we're playing for scholarships, but that doesn't include you making a video game of our faces. And yeah, you didn't use our names, but you were using our faces, our likenesses, our images, thus the name, name, image, likeness, NIL. Uh, and so we deserve to be compensated. So a group of athletes got together and they sued uh, Electronic Arts and some other sports video game companies, as well as some TV uh, networks and said, we don't want you to be able to use our names, our images, our likenesses without compensating us. Well, they won the lawsuit. They didn't get a lot of money, but they won the lawsuit and got some money. It was like 100 bucks a kid or something for everybody that played during that time in the NCAA. Anyway, uh, fast forward about five or six or seven years later. Uh, we're getting close to present time. This was a few months ago. Uh, there was a new deal struck with instructions from the court to compensate these kids if you use their NILs, name, images, and likenesses. Uh, that that included anybody that played college collegiate sports, any sport. We're talking gymnastics, softball, uh, tennis, track and field, whatever, wrestling, whatever sport you were in. You could be given money for your for the use of your name, image, likeness. Well, then the lines. First of all, remember we're taking something out of one side of the scale, and the other side's all of a sudden heavier. So you grab something from the other side of the scale, and uh, teams started announcing deals for their kids. And BYU was one of them. BYU said, "Hey, uh, Built Bar, which is like a protein candy type thing." Uh, Built announced that everyone that was in the BYU programs, I think it was football, basketball only, but I'm not sure. It could be all sports. 
But uh, they would all have their tuition paid for by built, not by the school, not by uh, anything else, but uh, built. All the walk-ons, everybody was getting their tuition paid for. It was a a good day, right? But that was taking a little piece of metal out of one of the sides of the scale. And now a big old piece of metal has been taken out of of the uh, scale on one side. Uh, Yesterday, last night... Charlie Batch. Remember Charlie Batch used to play in the NFL? He played collegiately at Central Michigan. The Central Michigan, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Eastern Michigan. I said Central. It's Eastern Michigan, the Eagles at Eastern Michigan. Well, Charlie Batch, when he retired from football, got involved in investments, and he's doing very well for himself. He works for a group called Game Above Capital. Game above capital, making plenty of money. You know, I mean, when your whole when your whole duty is to you know make more money for the people, people give you money to make more money. Uh, that's that's a pretty good gig. Anyway, Charlie uh, heard about Caleb Williams transferring. Uh, you know, tra- Caleb Williams, star quarterback for Oklahoma, transferring. He entered the transfer portal, portal, which means he's uh, may come back to Oklahoma, but probably he's going to go somewhere else to play football. Well, as you can imagine, Eastern Michigan being kind of a second-rate football program, that's not on Caleb's radar. Well, Charlie Batch decided he was going to make Eastern Michigan show up on Caleb Williams' radar. Here's the tweet that Charlie Batch sent out. I'm going to read the tweet, and then I'm going to take a weather break and let that marinate for just a minute, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we come back. The tweet, this is from Charlie Batch. It said, hey, at Caleb... CSW, that was Caleb's Twitter handle. Have you considered Eastern Michigan football? If not, you should, all caps. Game Above Capital is prepared to pay you $1 million for one year. Are you ready to be an Eagle? Think about what just happened. Charlie Batch offered Caleb Williams $1 million to play one year for Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that business expo is next Thursday. Are you going to go? I think you should. I'm going to go over as soon as I get off the air. It's a St. George Area Economic Development What's Up Down South Summit. It's a 26th year they've done this, 26th annual What's Up Down South. Two keynote speakers, breakout sessions. It's all at the Dixie Convention Center next Thursday. If you want tickets, go to SGA Summit. Dot com, SGASummit.com. Uh, I actually have Cress Staley on the uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor Thursday, and uh, Cress was going to be at that. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll go for the couple of hours, and then at 9 o'clock I'll bust over to the radio station, we'll do a show, and then we can both head back to the Economic Summit together. I thought that was really cool that, uh, that Cress was willing to do that with his very first radio appearance. So that's coming up next Thursday, the What's Up Down South Economic Summit. Here, listen to this. Here comes the key part right here. Almost.
thought, I thought it was coming. This is REM. don't feel fine i uh you know uh back to what i was talking about before the commercial break uh i I, i've always been against paying athletes i figured you know what they get plenty of money uh but things have changed the last 10 years um you know millions of people watch college football if you look at and i I, I'm i'm a texas guy i love the university of texas i love the longhorns uh, but they put in a video screen rivaling any video screen in the world uh, in their 100-plus-thousand-seat Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium. Uh, and they make they have their own television network. They make – it's hand over fist. They make so much money off of these kids that are in college uh, – it, you know, and they always made money off the football program, but it wasn't there wasn't the TV rights, and there wasn't it, it wasn't like this before, but it is now, and and so I, I go into this this little conversation again with a, a little bit of a little bit of uh, hesitation because I don't want to condemn uh, out of hand uh, these kids getting paid, but. With Charlie Batch out in public in on Twitter, saying we will pay you my my investment group will pay you one million dollars to transfer to my school. It signifies something different. Something has changed. It's become a bidding war. And the school you like, you like BYU, you like Utah, you like USC, Cal, UCLA. I don't know Weber State. Dixie, it's it's over now. Recruiting is not about how are the facilities, uh, how's the field, how are the dorms, how's the food, how close am I to home? Charlie Batch, and he's not the only one, but he's the most public one, has changed the game. He's taken too many pieces of uh, those metal bars out of one side of the scale. And we have imbalance now. We have, you know, the, the, the transfer portal it used to be you had a city year. If you change schools, that's gone away. Now you have guys entering the transfer portal because they didn't get to start. They're freshman superstars, and they thought they should have started. Well, I'm going to a different school then. And that was, you know, that smacked of being a little bit of a brat, but okay, we can handle it, whatever. You know, even Peyton Manning refused to go to the team that drafted him back in the day. So we can handle all that. But when you start throwing money around now, you start saying, hey, here's a million bucks, come to my school. It's under the name image likeness rule, so it's okay. That's what college sports have been trying to avoid for so, so long. And unfortunately, it's it's here. And, and you know, it's funny because Williams could have gone pro. He's probably not quite ready, but he's getting close and made that much or more as a professional. But now he can stay in what is going to amount to is going to be the minor leagues, college sports. Now he can stay in college, still make that million bucks, and, and 
and change college sports, ruin it forever. Is your school going to be able to compete? Do you think BYU is going to pay a quarterback? Hey, I, I got this red chip uh, Mormon Mormon boy from New Hampshire who's going to come and play quarterback for me. And the, the guy's going to say, well, I'm Mormon. I want to come to Utah. And then as he's getting ready to make a decision, I'm going to come and play for BYU in Utah. And somebody tweet, tweets him or TikToks him or whatever, Instagram, and says, Hey, you could go to Utah, or, you know, we're here in Arizona, and we have $2.7 million for you to come play for us for a year or two. And the kid's like, well, I want to go to Utah because I, I'm a Mormon in the culture. And Wait, how much? What did you say? How much money? Three, three million bucks for a year? That's more. I may never make the NFL. That's more than I would make my rookie year in the NFL. All right, I'm going to go to Arizona or Boise State or Stanford or Cal or uh, University of Utah. Ooh. The rules, folks, as of last night when Charlie Batch offered that kid a million bucks to play at Eastern Michigan, the rules are changed. The scale is out of balance. Let's go to the phone line. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? Good morning, Andy. Hey, so I remember back in the 90s when Florida State was winning the uh, championship, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, which is an alumnus there for Florida State, yeah. gave all, all of the players and their staff gave a whole bunch of merchandise, you know, for Florida State. Mm-hmm. And he got in trouble for that, and they all had to return it back to him. Yep, a lot of trouble. You know? and, yeah, and this, and this is crazy that they're going to be, you know, people are going to offer you know, millions of dollars for a player. I mean, yeah, yeah well, is, is it going to be like where Dixie State, you know, we're going to have uh, Stephen Wade offer, you know, a new car if you play for him? And, and that's not even going to be enough. You know that? I mean, if Dixie's going up against <laughs> Weber State, there's a lot more money in Ogden, at least there was, than there is in St. George. And, and it's, it's going to become a bidding war for kids. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for thanks for the call. Appreciate that. It's like, it's like it's it's like the NCA had this delicate little flower, and I'm not I'm not a fan of the. I mean, the NCA has been so heavy handed, but they had this delicate little flower, and they held on to it and held on to it and held on to it, and people kept trying to pull it away, and and then, and then somebody said, you know, I can make your flower better. Let's. Or, or you know, the, the flower, you you, you got to share that flower. you got to let me smell it. Oh, and then, so they had the lawsuit, and then you had, you know, what happened last night with Charlie Batch offering this kid. And I say a kid, a kid, you know, he was on scholarship to Oklahoma. He's 19 years old. They treat you well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was get he probably got free clothes, and I know he got free food and free room and free board free education, free books. It was all there. It was, they call it a full ride. It was all there. And that might all equate to 50 grand, maybe a hundred. If you know, if they fed him really good, that is, that is nothing compared to a million bucks. Would I go play somewhere for a million dollars for a year? Heck yeah, I would. College sports has has changed as of last night and moving forward. And like I said, Charlie Batch isn't the only one. 
but he is certainly the most public one. And, uh, yeah, this is from, by the way, the Detroit, Detroit Free Press, Press. Matt said, game above capital would pay Williams a million bucks for one season. Williams led a 21-point comeback October 9th against Texas last season, passed for nearly 2,000 yards and 21 touchdowns. Uh, a freshman was one of the top recruits in 2021, announced plans to enter the transfer portal when his head coach was hired by USC. He said in a statement he would consider returning to Oklahoma. He did not, however, list the Mid-American Conference, that's where Eastern Michigan plays, as his dream home, not until the money started rolling in. And now every school that has a rich booster, and most of them do, some guy who made his fortune in whatever, tech companies or oil or even Charlie Batch made it in the NFL and then his investment firm. Every school has now got to rethink how it recruits. No longer can you be charming and, and, and play the religion card and play the location card and play the facilities card. Nope, you better come in with a bucket load of cash. So you think you know guns? Well, maybe you do. But do you know what the bad guy's thinking when he's carrying a gun? Well, I'm here to tell you, you can learn a lot more about what the bad guy is thinking at Firearms University. Offering a special class, it's February 2nd at 6 p.m. Brett Pruitt's going to teach a class, former police officer. The class is called Counter-Criminal Psychology. It's at Rowdy's Range. That's located at 610 Industrial Drive. And they got a special deal going right now. Class is usually $40. If you mention that you heard about it on the radio, it's $25. That's $15 off the class. It's counter-criminal psychology at Firearms University and Rowdy's Range and Shooter Supply at 610 Industrial Drive. I'm Andy Griffin. I'll be there for the class. It's going to be good stuff. Learn what the bad guy is thinking. It may help save your life someday. Call Rowdy's today. The phone number is 435-275-2550. That's 435-275-2550. Rowdy's Range and Shooter Supply and counter-criminal psychology. There's still time for you to weigh in on today's show. 6735890 is the phone number. You can text me at 435-467-5842. Uh, do want to talk about Joe Shoney for a second. Joe Shoney is a loan consultant. His skill, customer service, taking care of you, making sure that you know what's going on all through the loan process and uh, making sure you're happy. That's that's his goal. That's why he gets he does so well. On uh, the online ratings, Google ratings, perfect score, 5.0, perfect score with 32 reviews at the New American Funding website. He has uh, over, well, almost 600 reviews, 4.91 out of five stars for Joe Shoney. Call him today. Uh, he's a guy that can, uh, well, he can hook you up with a reverse, uh, reverse mortgage. He's got just about any kind of loan you can think of. Joe handles him at New American Funding. The phone number is 435 319 8214 319 8214 Joe Shoney is, uh, let's see, NMLS, if I can find it, 121041, I think it is, uh, but uh, it escapes me at the moment. Uh, there it is, NMLS 121041. I was right. Okay, uh, let's get back to it. We're short on time. Uh, I had, uh, there we go, I had an article pulled up. This is from a, an online magazine talking about uh, Chinese goods in your house. Now, I haven't looked. I don't want to take my shirt off and look at the tag, but I'm guessing the shirt I'm wearing, I I'm actually have a couple of shirts on, uh, undershirt and an overshirt, and I'm guessing both of those were made in Taiwan or China or Hong Kong uh, or somewhere like that. 
you know, less less uh, scary was made in the Philippines or something like that. But uh, the article talks about would we be able to make it without Chinese goods? The idea being that we should stop buying Chinese goods. China has – you think about China, what they're doing to us, right? China, make no, make no mistake, China wants to own the world by force or otherwise. We buy a lot of Chinese stuff. In fact, uh, they're trying to get us to stop buying Chinese uh, stuff. We just keep buying it. Walmart announced in March that last year they would dedicate $350 billion to buying American-made goods in the next 10 years. American manufacturers like to hear that kind of commitment, but uh, what about us consumers? Turns out we don't really care that much. Last year, following the uh, early terrifying months of COVID, 40% of U.S. consumers said they wouldn't purchase goods made in China. Guess what? Chinese goods dropped 3 0.6%. Even though almost half of us said we wouldn't buy anything Chinese anymore, they dropped 3%. Do you look at the labels when you buy stuff? I don't, usually. <laughs> I need to start. The resolution for me, right? All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling. Got about five minutes left in the show. What's up? Hey, this is me. That's you, yep. Hey, back in the 80s, wasn't there a college or Tech, um, was it Southern Methodist or one of them? SMU got in big trouble, yeah. Yeah, they got kicked out. They got like shut two, down. For, for good? or? Yeah, well, no, they're back, but they were they were shut down. I think it was four years or something. They, they had no football program. That's right, yeah. I just wanted to get a history lesson from you. <laughs> so, what were they buying them new Mustang cars or something like that? They were, yeah, they were. They were paying players. They, you know, they had what they. The big thing in college sports back then was absentee jobs, where they would pay them to work, but they didn't actually have to work. Yeah, yeah, I seem yeah. to vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um. So now, now they can get away with anything. Then now is what, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, geez. The, the landscape of college athletics has changed dramatically, so that. Uh, I have a feeling we're going we're gonna to get a list out of how much each player makes, along with their bio, where they went to high school, who their coach was. There's going to be a little line in there that says, this player makes $1,700,000 a year in NILs, name, image, likeness. Yeah, yeah. now, now it might get down into where it corrupts high schools, too. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. In fact, there's a school here in the state of Utah called Wasatch Academy, Wasatch Academy's sole purpose is to have a great basketball team, and they do. But, you know, and they'll tell you, no, it's about educating uh, less fortunate kids, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's about a great basketball team, and they have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like sports, but, you know, I like to watch some of the smaller teams, maybe like high school or football once in a while, because that's more yeah. heart. It doesn't have all that money in it, you know. Yeah, the, anytime there's money, you know this like I do, it, it corrupts. Yeah, you're right. I agree. All right, hey, thanks for the info. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right. it. 9:57 on KDXU. Yeah, I, I'm so, I, I am so irritated and frustrated right now with, with Charlie Batch, and not just Charlie. The NCA tried to keep it together, and like I said, I'm not a big fan of the NCA, but at least they knew what they had and tried, and and succeeded for decades and decades to keep it amateur. It's gone. Amateur is gone. Do you know BYU players get paid to play now 
they get they get checks. If you know, especially the high profile guys get checks to use. Tyler Algier, the running back, he was making good money this past year. Jaron Hall. And I'm not just I'm not talking about full ride tuition, full ride scholarships. I'm I'm talking about they they get they get money from companies to, you know, take a bite of a built bar in front of a crowd or whatever. The commercialization of college sports is pretty much complete now. Uh, if you've been to a major college sport, uh, football, basketball, you know that every time out, <laughs> there's you know there's some contest, there's some sponsor. Uh, if you go to a game that's been tele- that's being televised, those breaks are minimum of three and a half minutes, and there's plenty of time for them to take care of all their sponsors during those three and a half minute breaks. Okay, I have a minute left. I've been putting this off. I don't know why. It's mostly because I forgot. But I am going to give away two tickets, actually four tickets, but two pairs of tickets to tomorrow night's BYU-St. Mary's game. It's 8 o'clock at the Marriott Center. The weather is fantastic. Don't have to worry about a snowstorm. If you want those tickets, call in to me right now. I'll take caller's number. Well, caller number four and then the next one after that. Uh, and uh, and you can go to the St. Mary's BYU game tomorrow night. Yeah, it's a drive. It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive, but, man, BYU-St. Mary's on ESPN, that's going to be a ball game. You can go see if they're worth the uh, checks that they're getting. Uh, give me a call again, 673-5890. We're out of time to get you on the air and talk to you, but I'll take your call off the air. We'll get you tickets to BYU-St. Mary's tomorrow night, uh, and uh, we're out of time. Thanks for listening today. I got on my soapbox a little bit, but I appreciate the people that called. And, uh, hey, you, call in next week. Love to hear from you.